Hello, and welcome to the Guy With Books podcast. My name is Don, and I'm that guy, and I'm also your host. And as I look outside this morning, I'm reminded of the fact that it is still winter. We had a nice snow last night here in central Pennsylvania. And this morning, there's a really a cold or brisk wind blowing the snow around, you know, across the yard. And, uh, you know, today it, it really kind of made me want to share one of my favorite winter poems with you. But before I do, as always, if you are new to the program, I'd like to take a moment and just introduce myself. I'm an executive. I'm a hubby. I'm a father. I also love old art. I love to paint with watercolors. And I enjoy classic movies. I know my family, we all enjoy Turner Classics. I'm also an antique collector. I collect noisy Edison phonographs. And in honor of the inauguration yesterday, I actually pulled out the old wax cylinder of Theodore Roosevelt. I think it's number 3708 uh, for wax cylinders. And it was the farmer and the businessman. And it was just, it's so great to be able to go back and listen to history. And I also collect those hard to see tin type photos, you know, like the ones that, that show like the civil war soldiers. And lastly, I collect old cameras. I have a number of them from movie camera, as well as a, a few just old regular cameras, you know, so I, I really love the nostalgia, the history of it all. Well, as you know, if you've listened to the podcast, uh, here in the past, I also collect old books from the 1800s and early 1900s. And I have a bookstore on Instagram. Well, when looking through my shelves today, uh, and, and reflecting on winter, you know, WH Davies popped in my mind. And so I wanted to take a moment and just share a little about Davies life. Despite living a significant part of his life without a home, W.H. Davies was one of the most popular poets of his time. He was born in Newport, Wales in 1871. He was the son of an iron worker. And Davies lost his father when he was three years old and subsequently went to live with his grandparents. He was a troublesome, rambunctious child. He attended temple school, but getting himself arrested with some of his classmates for stealing handbags. Behavior that actually got him the reputation and 12 strokes of the birch. Davies wrote his first poem, Death, when he was just 14 years old, which was prompted by the moment he was asked to sit with his grandfather who was dying at the home. He went to work at a very early age, first for an ironmonger and then as a frame maker for which he was supposed to undertake a long-term apprenticeship. The difficulty of his youth followed him into work life and Though he, you know, he found all of this, you know, nearly impossible to, to really kind of sit down and, and, and live, you know, 
his grandmother wanted him to stay and to live his life, but determined to go to to America, he left his apprenticeship and he began to take casual jobs, anything he had. And he was crossing the Atlantic Ocean several times over the next five years. He lived largely as a tramp, interesting enough. Or I guess you want to say he was one of the first hobo poets. And he was taking casual work when he could get it, but generally he was begging and, you know, opting to spend time in jail in Michigan to avoid the cold winter. And so here he is hopping trains, you know, going back and forth uh, across the Atlantic Ocean, you know, uh, begging. He was a criminal, but yet he became this fantastic poet. Intended to go to the Klondike and earn his future during the gold rush, Davies attempted to join and to jump on a train. However, it didn't work out as well as he had planned. He lost his footing and he fell. And this resulted in an injury that meant that his leg had to be amputated. And this was a major turning point in his life in more than, than one way. Many observers suggest that it was this very incident, above all others, that led him to become a working poet. When Davies got back to Britain, Davies lived rough on the streets where he would compose several poems in his mind before he would eventually write them down. His first collection was self-published, just like many poets. The Soul's Destroyer marked a change in his fortune, and he would often individually post copies of the book to people that he handpicked from a who's who. One of those people happened to be a journalist by the name of Arthur Adcock from the Daily Mail, and he arranged to meet with Davies, and then he first properly published the edition of the collection that came out sometime around 1907 and would go through several imprints. Other help from Davies' career came from Edward Thomas, a literary critic who put him in lodgings in Kent, allowing him even more time to devote to his passion of writing. In 1907, Davies wrote and published the autobiography of A Supertramp, which had a foreword by the legendary George Bernard Shaw. Davies became well-known in literary circles in London. It would even regularly give public readings and talks of his poems alongside great luminaries such as Yeats and Urza Pound. Most people will know the opening stanza of his most famous poem, Leisure, that was published in 1911 in the collection uh, known as jo Songs of Joy and Others. And here's just kind of a little excerpt of that. What is this life if, full of care, we have no time to stand and stare, no time to stand beneath the boughs and stare as long as sheep or cows, no time to see when woods we pass, where squirrels hide their nuts in grass. Davies later married Helen Payne in 1923. She was a woman who was nearly, uh, I think it was like 30 years younger than him. And Helen was pregnant at the time that they first met. And she suffered a miscarriage that nearly 
took her life. And the couple lived together quietly and happily until Davies passed away. And, you know, Davies suffered from ill health most of his life. You know, and I think it all goes back to that uh, train accident where he fell off and he couldn't catch his footing. And so, you know, he was dogged by illness for, you know, much of his final years. And he eventually died in 1940 at the young age of 69. So when I reflect on the winter and the cool, brisk air and the wind outside, you know, I'm reminded of one of Davy's poems. And so I'm going to tape, take a sip of this Earl Grey tea. And I'm going to share with you one of my favorites. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Winter's Beauty by W.H. Davies. Is it not fine to walk in spring when leaves are born and hear birds sing? And when they lose their singing power in summer, watch the bees at flowers? Is it not fine when summer's past to have the leaves no longer fast? Biting my heel where I go or dancing lightly on my toe. Now winter's here and rivers freeze. As I walk out, I see the trees wherein the pretty squirrels sleep, all standing in the snow so deep. And every twig, however small, is blossomed white and beautiful. Then welcome winter with thy power to make this tree a big white flower, to make this tree a lovely sight with 50 brown arms draped in white, while thousands of small fingers show in soft white gloves of purest snow. While reading this poem, I'm thinking about, in my mind, this beautiful white snow-covered tree with a beautiful sky. And, you know, it, it brings me great calm. And, you know, the poem talks about that, you know, even though it is winter and that things can be brutal, you know, like the brisk wind and the ice-cold temperatures that we feel, but winter offers a great beauty and a peace. Davy's lyrics have a force and a simplicity uncharacteristic of the poetry of most of his Georgian contemporaries. His poems are more of a kind of a sing-songy, like, uh, you know, most of those rhyming couplet poems. So I just want to thank you so much for joining me for a Guy With Books podcast. I hope you enjoyed our time together, sipping tea and talking about a poem. I'll be back soon with another interesting nugget that you can share. Be sure to visit me on Instagram at Leader at Work and also at Books and Time or on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash donald.mast.10 or just type in Don Mast and you'll find me there or via Twitter at Leader at Work. So I say goodbye 
Stay warm, stay bundled up. Have a blessed day and be safe.